0: Hello! Welcome to the LibroCuba! My name is Jordan Maywood and I am the Lackadaisical LibroCubiculus. Today, my friends, is Fri-Internet Day! Friday internet Day! It's combining Friday and Internet. Yes! It's the peanut butter and jelly of this podcast. When you think about it, but don't think too, too long, because we have a lot to cover as per usual. Well, not a lot, actually only two items, but these items are so bursting forth with talking about goodness that, uh, you know, that's a thing. And, um, stuff. (laughs) Oh boy, that is hopefully not a sign of things to come. Uh, I will say, as I do at the top of every show, that if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million dollars. (laughs) no that is ridiculous the only payment i ask is perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend perhaps you rate subscribe and comment within itunes as that is what helps podcasts grow and flourish and gain new listeners new listeners which is what we're all looking for out there in the podcast world yeah thank you for those who have done so it does not go unnoticed and it is appreciated and good karma is headed your way i sent it in the mail at the top of every show i give a spoiler warning however on internet days i do not really feel it is warranted however i do also say that i don't give spoiler warnings on front internet days when when you think about it and again not a lot of time for thinking. When you think about it, it is sort of a spoiler warning in to itself that I say that I don't give spoiler warnings. Haha! Catch 23! No, no, still, still 22. Still 22. Apologies. Uh, I suppose that leaves... Oh, you know what? Something I always like to... I <laughs> always like to try to remember to say. That doesn't make too much sense, but I just said it. And that I only really ever say on Fry Internet days, and that is there's an app for this, meaning this podcast. Available for your listening pleasure, question mark, and convenience, exclamation point. Available in the Google Play Android Store. You can type type Lachinesical, you can type Liberal Cubicalist. good luck on that one though, you can type I believe Jordan Maywood will bring it up, Podbean Podcast, many many things, you can find it, I have faith in you, it is free for you, from me, and that rhymes, and you know it rhymes, if, like me, you are using an iDevice, what you can do is add the Podbean mobile version of my website to your home screen which is very app-like in both form and function so you know both worlds covered covered that kind of fits into my internet days so that's why i try to remember and like apparently like to try to remember to bring it up uh boy oh boy oh boy last and i swear this is the last piece of podcast related madness is today's sponsor, which is Wilbur T. Feathercorn's Paperclips. Once again, today's sponsor is Wilbur T. Feathercorn's Paperclips. Very exciting, yes, to have them as a sponsor. So good. Okay, uh, yeah, what the hell. I was debating whether to just record my show opening and then save... Ah, you know what? Yeah, that is what I'm going to (laughs) do. It's a war raging in my brain on whether to just record the opening and then leave all day tomorrow for the episode, which is uh, the way I am leaning, or start with item the first and then do item the second, driving it to work. But uh, I like that idea less for the reason that it would mean one of my items specifically the first item, would get uh, less time devoted to it than the second item. And that is not fair, and we here in the Liberal Cube, and of course I'm using the podcast We, which means I, like to be fair, because life is not fair, so whenever the opportunity to make it fair comes, you should grab it. Grab it by the short and curlies and shake the fairness out of it. Are we gonna see an accident here in a second? Ooh, that was a close one. People, that was almost a uh, an example I just witnessed of unfairness. That being uh, two people fighting over who got to go first as the lanes of two merged into one. Idiots. A little patience. That's all you need. That's all you need. All I need is to push this button that says transition Which will take us into me talking about the first item. Haha! Yeah! The first item being comedians in cars getting coffee with guest Todd Berry with host Jerry Seinfeld. So yeah, uh, for me it will be many hours before I start talking of it. For you it will only seem like seconds for the reason that I will not record the hours of me driving home, going into the house, having some dinner. Uh, relaxing for a little while with the missus, and then going to bed, and then sleeping, and then getting up, uh, having a shower, getting dressed, having a little breakfast, and then getting in the car and starting to talk about it. I will take out all of that, because I love and care about you. You're welcome. Back in a moment. Transition... Hello! Welcome to the LibroCube. My name is Jordan Maywood and I am the Libro LibroCube... Oh, shit. I'm an idiot. I've already done all this. Fuck. I'm supposed to hop in with no preamble. And yet I almost preambled myself right into a corner there. It's Friday internet day! Comedians in cars getting coffee with Todd Berry is what we're discussing. None of that other stuff that has already been discussed... One thing is I will give the weather report because that makes zero sense to do on a podcast in which you are going to be listening to this probably like weeks from now, sure, or a week anyways, and that it's snowing and the roads are not good and I hate it. I don't hate snow. I don't hate cold. What I do hate is what the cold and snow does to the roads and my drive because I don't like driving in the snow because it's not fun. It's neither fun nor funny. So, to that I say. Also, I feel like I have to concentrate more on the road than I do on talking. So perhaps the podcast suffers. I don't know. No one that's ever told me, but uh, I'm gonna assume that it doesn't improve it. Maybe it does. Maybe I'm so focused that uh, it lets my podcast mind wander into areas untold before on non-snowy drives. Anything is possible. For example, Todd Berry, comedian, and Jerry Seinfeld, also comedian, might go in a 1966 MGB Roadster and get a cup of coffee, and then film it, or film, if you prefer, it, again, prefer, for the purposes of putting it on the internet, for our enjoyment. This whole thing, comedians and cars, getting coffee, I like so much for the reason that it's sort of, Further validation for the internet as a form of entertainment, as a medium for getting people's stuffs out there, and I like that. Especially when it's someone like friggin' Jerry Seinfeld hopping on board. What does that tell you? It tells you that, well, it's a it's a good thing. Yeah, sure. If you are unfamiliar with Todd Berry, I highly recommend you check out his comedy styling. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld was pointing out in this that his comedy is very dry, and yeah, yeah, that's definitely something you can you can pinpoint of his comedy. Something I love, uh, I think my favorite thing of Todd Berry is quite literally the sound of his voice for a comedian. I think he has one of the best, if not the best, just literal the sound of his voice for telling comedy. Uh, it's just, <laughs> it's like... There's no other thing he could have done in life with a voice that sounded like his. And it's not funny. It's not a funny voice. It's just his sort of tone and intonation and the actual factual sound all come together to make him telling jokes fit so perfectly that uh, you got to check him out. Because these, these, (laughs) these dudes are comedians. They're going to talk a little bit about their craft, which I imagine is something that comedians do when they sit down and talk. At least it is from my experience of seeing comedians sit down and talk on podcasts, because this is basically a podcast when you think about it, when you burrow it down a little bit. (laughs) And something they point out that uh, comedians do well is uh, shut down, shoot down, pretension. And I like that idea that a comedian is able to take Either a subject or a person or an event that could be perceived as very pretentious, and then just take out all that pretentiousness and totally tear it down and make fun of it to no end. well, I suppose to an end, when their set is up. yeah, a sort of general uh, taken down a peg by comedians is uh, is a good thing. You don't want uh, something else. Uh, I'm not surprised that it came up, but I'm kind of surprised that it made its way. Into this uh, video, and th- that is apparently uh, Jerry's agent, is not the happiest over his choice to do this, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, for the reason that one sort of, I suppose, downside of entertainment on the internet is that you're not really going to be making much in the way of money doing so. I mean, me, different sponsor every day of the week, hey, I'm, I'm rolling in dough, don't, don't get me wrong. But uh, the norm is that entertainment giving on the internet, you're not going to, or should not, expect too much in the way of monies from doing so. Sadness. Now, uh, <laughs> I kind of don't think it was this one. I think it was one that I just watched. But uh, he, Jerry does have a product placement within these videos. Uh, I think it has, it definitely is now. And I think maybe it has always been uh, Acura, the the car maker Acura will have a uh, sort of car parked by their destination, their coffee-getting destination. <laughs> in the one, I, I think it was the one I just watched with Tina Fey, and it wasn't this one, he's like, oh man, I can't find the product placement. And then we see the accurate driving around with a sign in its window that says product placement. So the fact that I like he's not subtle about it, it it's it's a good thing because it's a combination, actually, of not being subtle about it friggin signs that's his product placement and then not spending a a lot of time drilling into our heads that acura is a really good car he might just say something it is a nice looking car and then that'll sort of be it as far as the selling of it very very good and i think that's something that needs to happen more just in terms of uh, companies realizing that something like this despite the fact that it's not on the television is going to get millions and millions of eyes on it. So why not take advantage of something like that? Whereas TV, you know, like, I don't know about you, but when the missus is watching TV and I am lying next to her, how often do we just sit and watch the commercials? No, you're flicking around. You're like, oh, it's a commercial, turn it off. Whereas this, it's so integrated that you're not gonna flick for that three seconds where he talks about this car so you're much more likely to get those peepers involved. Lovely. Further comedy talk is that Jerry pointed out that uh, Todd Berry's uh, comedic delivery, which I've already sort of touched on, is sort of Bing Crosby-esque. I, yeah, you. I probably wouldn't have put two and two together, but if you've heard Todd Berry talk and, and heard maybe not necessarily Bing Crosby talk, but people do Bing Crosby impressions, <laughs> I think he sounds more like a Bing Crosby. Crosby impression than he does Bing Crosby himself. Bing Crosby, I don't really know, like, it's sort of way before my time. Well, maybe not way before my time. No, way before my time. I was born in 81, and I don't think Bing Crosby was doing too much in the 80s and 90s. But still, I know who he is. (laughs) They spoke quite a while of a hot dog eating contest. Uh, Yeah, this is one of the things that make podcasts great, and that's just, you never know where it's going to go. They could talk Of any and everything including a recent um, hot dog eating contest and how you dip the hot dog in water so it slides down your gullet more. Mm -hmm. Something I don't get and just even from a yeah even from like a physics point of view, a scientific point of view, how is it that quite often the winners of these eating contests are little guys or even little girls? It's, it's quite often the little uh, little Japanese guy will beat out the 300 pound American and how how is that possible? Just from a scientific point of view, like is there not more room in the stomach of the 300 pound guy than there is in the little Japanese guy just from terms of actual space to fit things? Very very strange. <laughs> Something I liked in this one too is that they had to wait at the coffee shop for a table and that amused me. like uh, could you not and, and there's cameras there too. They're very subtle, and the people around are not really reacting to them too much, so, so that's nice. Every once in a while, you'll get, it usually happens more often in the street, where you'll get someone like yelling out, like, hey, Seifel! <laughs> I, again, I can't remember if it was this one or another one. A guy yelled out something along the lines. It was a cab driver saying, yeah, hire me! I'm sick of working for these bastards, or something like that. Ah, New York. Yeah, that's, it had a very New York feel to it. Eventually, when they did get a spot in the coffee shop, and I do not say table, for the reason that they were seated at just a friggin' bench, yeah, didn't even get a, didn't even get a table, sitting at a bench with the riffraff, <laughs> a sort of man of the people, this Jerry Seinfeld, and by association in this episode, uh, Todd Barry. So I like to see that a little bit, a little bit. Something that came out in this. is that uh, Todd Berry seemingly leads a very, as Jerry describes it, a monkish existence, Uh, doesn't really go out, doesn't really, he doesn't drink, doesn't smoke, doesn't have really any vices, doesn't really do much of anything, no sort of excitement seeking in general, which seems almost fitting for a comedian to do so. And I don't know if it's the norm, but a lot of the comedians I've seen on this seem to have that kind of vibe of just, you know, just going through life, living, living every day. I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm living. There's no denying that I am alive. And that's kind of it. I end this podcast with it's nice to be nice to the nice. And these are two very, very seemingly nice gentlemen. So I don't want to say anything too, too mean. But Todd Berry and his monkish existence kind of, <laughs> it had the feel that Jerry was... Almost uh, pulling straws Trying to get him to talk about things Like, oh, so do you like this? Not really Oh, have you ever done this? "Uh, No, I've never done that Oh, oh, have you ever eaten here? No, I I don't really get out much And I don't want to say it got boring But I will not say that it got boring (laughs) Because that's mean to say But, you know I'll just say that I'll, I'll, I'll say that. If you're gonna watch a comedian's in cars getting coffee, perhaps, perhaps don't start with this one. Yeah, that's uh, maybe, maybe we'll say that. Still watch it. Still good. Still may have had a laugh, maybe. Uh, but but don't start with it and consider this the norm. All right. All right. Still check out Todd Berry's comedy stylings. I like saying stylings because uh, he's super super funny. All right, folks. Uh, This is just fitting in so perfectly. It's like I planned it. Um, But I didn't plan it, I can assure you, because I plan very, very infrequently. And that plan is, I'm going to stop and get a coffee. Hey, I'm talking about comedians in cars getting coffee. I'm in a car, and getting coffee, and not a comedian. But uh, hopefully generating the odd laugh. Hopefully. In these 250 or some odd episodes, hopefully people listening... The, uh, just about 25,000, more more than 25,000 people who have listened to these episodes, I should say, just to throw out that number, hopefully at least once someone has laughed. And then it has made it all worth it. Well, maybe more than one would be nice. But still, yeah, but still. I will edit, edit, edit this out and be back. Editing, editing, editing. On the road again, barely, because I'm sliding all over the place because of this goddamn storm. That was the On the Road Again remix in which I complain of the roads. Thank you for that voice box. Okay, furthering my not planning things, but things working out pretty good, is the fact that my next item, Kevin Pollock's chat show, has guest Larry David. I did not plan this. However... It worked so, so good. Uh, what is the not planning I'm talking about? Well, if you are unfamiliar with Larry David, somehow, someway, he is a co-creator of the television show Seinfeld, of which Jerry Seinfeld was the other co-creator of which we just spoke of, his internet thing on Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee. So basically, these two titans of comedy, two titans of creating one of the best television shows of all time, are now working their way over to the internet. And I friggin' love it. Especially the fact that Larry David is on Kevin Pollock's chat show. Because if you ever have an interest of any human being and want to know more about them, I think the best way for you to do so is for them to appear on this podcast, Kevin Pollock's chat show. Just period, hands down. Things will come out. Conversations will turn in unexpected directions. And, uh... You'll you'll just see this person unlike you have ever seen them before. And it is amazing. Uh, I always like to mention with Kevin Pollock's chat show that it was the very first podcast I ever experienced. Uh, it was his episode number one with LeVar Burton. As I like to say, I came for the LeVar Burton, but stayed for the Kevin Pollock. Uh, I was even fortunate enough, I guess it was maybe a couple of months ago, to, as I do, uh, I always tweet at people when uh, I mention them in my episodes, so I'll I'll send a tweet to Jerry Seinfeld, <laughs> I don't, the odds of him reading it, both a fat chance and a slip chance, as well as one to Kevin Pollock and Larry David, although I doubt he's on Twitter, <laughs> Larry David on Twitter, yeah, I kind of doubt that's happening. Anyways, a couple months back I did so, and uh, Kevin Pollock replied with a, quiet you, so uh, I like that. <laughs> Very, very much from one of the reasons that I am doing this podcast to uh, tweet back at me is a, is a happy generating feeling thing. So, uh, thank you for that. <laughs> uh, this one was so good and it started off amazing. In that, quite often, uh, Kevin Pollock's intro it, I wouldn't call it a long intro, but I think if you are sitting in the chair waiting to be interviewed and have to be uh, quiet for the entire intro. And it might seem long. (laughs) And no one's ever said anything about the length of the intro. But of course, Larry David's like, come on, this is so rude. I'm just sitting here waiting while you're talking away. So this was probably, in Kevin Pollock's chat show history, the shortest show opening that has ever happened. Uh, And that amuses me greatly. We quickly move on to the very important discussion of, do you ever give a uh, Happy New Year to people? (laughs) Larry David, I, I... He's, he's not like most humans. And I don't mean that at all in a bad way. Uh, I, I think if more humans were like him, it would make this planet much more interesting. I don't know if necessarily good, but definitely interesting. And interesting is good. So yes, good as well. Ah, there you go. Catch 22. I, without a word of a lie, uh, I'm recording this on February... Shit, is it the 4th or the 5th? It's February 4th or the 5th. And yesterday, I got a Happy New Year. I literally said to the person, and I did it in a joking way, because it was a customer. <laughs> but, uh, and it was someone I had talked to a bunch of times, so I felt I could do it and get away with it. I said, "Come, you, you can't, it's February, you can't do Happy New Year's anymore, you're not allowed to. <laughs> to which she laughed, so hopefully she learned her lesson and will not be doing Happy New Year's in February. Anyways, yeah, you, you got the first week of January to do your Happy New Year's, and then, then that's it. Even that, kind of pushing it. I, I'd give it a couple of days. Larry David does not get the entire point of the Happy New Year. It just doesn't make sense of, of wishing people a Happy New Year. Why would you do it? It just does does not get it. It does not compute. And again, I like that. <laughs> that it makes no sense to him. Uh, spoke quite a bit about uh, summer camp. He was big into summer camp. Uh, from the ages of 13 to 18, which seems kind of strange years. Now, uh, from 16... Sixteen, seventeen. he was a, a dishwasher or some such, working in a camp kitchen, then was eventually a counselor, so it's not like he was attending the camp. But uh, summer camp always seems like something that kids should be doing, not, uh, not older folk, but different strokes for a different folks. Uh, I did go one year to a summer camp, a YMCA camp, and have very little actual memories of that camp, other than the fact that I did enjoy it, so, you know, that's something. It's hard to picture I want you, this will be um, amazing if you are a fan of Larry David and and know him, know him from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, you know what I wanted to mention, and I probably have it in my notes, that uh, the Larry David of Curb Your Enthusiasm is very, very, very much like the actual, factual, real Larry David. Which kind of makes sense when you think that he is playing himself in Curb Your Enthusiasm. So, so to have the character be like himself makes sense. But it is kind of eerie, the similarities between, between the fictional and the real Larry Davids. <laughs> because you wouldn't think Larry David from Pure Enthusiasm could actually be a real person. But I can verify, through seeing this and the odd other interview, that he is like that. Right down to liking golf. Yeah, big golf fan, golfs with Richard Kind, that amuses me well. A lot of amusement generating in me from this episode. They, as you do, of course, in a podcast, spoke quite a bit on uh, how Seinfeld got started. The television show, that is. Not the man, because the man got started through his parents having sex. They spoke of sort of how it flowed and changed as the years went on. And he points out how... uh, Changes that they made during the creative process came across on st- screen. I won't go into it too much for the reason that I'm near work and I really, really I'm gonna go ahead and throw in a third. Really want you to watch this for yourself. He's got a this is, uh, I perhaps even go far so far as to say this is one of his sort of underlying care characteristics, and that is a uh, love hate relationship with success. Now, success. For him, means uh, his shows getting picked up. But then it means having to do a shit ton of work with regards to these shows. So he hates the work <laughs> once the success is given or earned. Would rather just sort of uh, lounge around, I, I get the impression quite often. Which, is, uh, which is, 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 is strange. Quite often people who have been successful have done so because of their absolute drive towards completing their goals. Whereas he even went so far to say as, man, I kept praying the show would get cancelled so I could stop working. <laughs> uh, this was a very, very good idea from uh, Kevin Pollock, assuming he did come up with the idea. And it was uh, giving out various sort of situations that could pop up with within actual, everyday, real life, and then asking how Larry David would react to them. Now this... Uh, Let's just call it a game. Very, very much emphasizes that he is, in a lot of ways, different from your average, everyday, normal human being. Like, you wouldn't play this game with just some Joe Blow, because the responses would be obvious. It is not always so. I think, very easily, take this... Again, I'm just going to call it a game, because it had the feel of a game. and, and, And tear it out of this podcast and turn it into its own uh, thing. Turn it into its own podcast. Hell, turn it into a TV show where scenarios are given, and then maybe contestants have to guess how Larry David will react, and then you give out his actual reaction. Something along those lines. Uh, Did I write down? I think I did write down for these uh, what-would-you-do scenarios. Oh, uh, okay, here's one that I remember. Uh, Someone makes a donation in your name, and that's your gift. So that was from an episode of Seinfeld, The the Human Fund. You'll get a card for, uh, I guess, Christmas, along the lines of, A a donation has been made in your name to blah, 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 blah. Now the question was, uh, if someone did this to you, and the donation went to someone or something that you really didn't like, would you say something? Uh, just about no hesitation. Now, I, I think potentially human beings exist that would say something. I think most wouldn't. I think most would just shut up and let it let it slide. But uh, in Larry's case, no, not even hesitation. Yeah, of course I would say something. He even said how he would go about it. And uh, I like that part, too, because it, it was almost as if he turned into the Larry David of the television just in his sort of mannerisms and way of speaking, which, again, makes very much sense as the character is based on him. Okay, uh, I had a few more notes, but uh, the closeness to work and the fact that uh, I'm just kind of doing this to tease you to go over there to watch it yourself is reason enough to ignore the rest of my notes and just say the sort of final thing, and that is, if you're familiar with Kevin Pollock's chat show contestants at the end of the show will play something called the Larry King game, where they basically pretend to be Larry, Kier, uh, Larry King and do a little impression. Uh, Kevin Pollock, uh, again, furthering, further showing that he kind of knows Larry David's personality, outright says, you know what, I'm not even going to ask you to play this game. He explains that Larry's like, yeah, no, I don't want to play that. <laughs> uh, good. A perfect end to a perfect interview. Folks, I'm at work. We're going to count that as a ween. Mark it down in the ween column, if you will. I will say one final thing, as I do from time to time, that it is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you.